I'm Kat. And I'm Gabe. And we're the, the ghouls, ghouls Next Door. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah, we harmonize. Look at us. Look at us Wow. In space, not going to hear a scream, but in the radio worlds, you heard us sing. In unison. It was beautiful. You're welcome. Yeah. So yeah. welcome. This is our 56th episode. And today we are talking about isolation in outer space. You're, we're space. talking about isolation? Space. What? Since, since when are you doing that? But more importantly, it's in outer space. Space, 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 space. <laughs> yes. Because it echoes and no one can hear you scream. It's just forever and nothingness. It doesn't echo. There's nothing to echo. I've decided it in my stops. brain that it echoes. <laughs> That's the opposite of what I it does. I understand there is no science to back me up. I'm just saying... That's your emotions. I've never been to space, so like, in my brain, honestly, it could be anything until proven otherwise. That's what it is. Okay. So I'm not going up there, so we're no. never gonna know the real truth. Okay. Well, now you sound like a flat earther. Oh no, but I know. Okay. All right. All right. All right. You got me there. It doesn't echo science. Yes. Yes. All right. So um, the ghouls have one major goal throughout this series. If you haven't noticed, and that is that we want you to understand that nowhere is safe. Nowhere. Not, not in your house. Not outside your house. Not under the water. Not under the ground. Not up, not up, up in the air. As much up in the air as you can be outside of the air. Away <laughs> from no the air. air here. Away There's from no air. air. <laughs> yeah, so nowhere is safe. Um, and we so, say nowhere, this includes the endless nothingness of outer space. There's lots of stuff in outer space, but like in this context, what's scary is if like you're chilling up there and then yeah. like you're not on a planet, you're not on one of the little little spinny guys. You are floating outside of that. Yeah. Endlessly. So what space lacks in breathable air or gravity, it makes f up for in projectile sp space debris, spiraling darkness and aliens maybe. Yes. So that's fun. So there's fun to be had in space. Yeah. There's, there's lots of, yeah. There's lots of ways you can die. Um, lots of ways you can just be real lonely, like. And you're just so little up there. Like, you're the tiniest little speck in the giantness of space. And, like, even if, like, you were, like, floating about and you happen to, like, get caught in the gravity of a planet. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want that because you're not in a spaceship. So, like, you're going to burn up and die. There's no good. There's no good. You're not made to be up there. You're meant to be here. Yeah. So when you go up there, it's... And you're, so there's even places on here that you're not meant to be, but... Like tall mountains. Or underground. Or yeah. underwater. Honestly, we're just not made to exist. It's kind of like a miracle every day. Yeah. We probably should be dead by now. I don't know. That's, what, I, that's what I've learned. Yeah. So basically, you go up there, and it's just as bad, if not worse, because we're not biologically meant to be up there. We can't breathe space air. There's no air. It is just ice and cold and spiraling nothingness, and it's scary. So what was your experience with space? You know, I've been to the moon five times. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, it's 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 a dark. What's your what's your sign? Like my astrological sign? Yeah. I'm a Gemini. Which Scorpio. I think honestly does kind of explain a lot of like my personality. Your it's your it's like, rising sign. I don't remember. I used to I actually I we did like, that. Yeah. We, we went to the Tasty Toast Diner yeah. and we learned all about learned that. Learned our signs. Here's your sign. I, I think I'm like a rising cancer. And uh, whatever the opposite of that is, something Gemini. Aquarius was happening in mine. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that. Or Aries, something rising, falling. Aries <laughs> yeah. or stars. Aquarius. That's important, apparently. Stars. Yeah, because that's like it's like where you're born. The stars are in a place. Oh yeah, because I was like, I was born in San Diego. All I'm saying is. I've never been to space, even though I just said I was, so I but lied you to you. you are a space case. I will <laughs> can confirm. I live in my mind. Um, and one could arguably say that that is the most dangerous form of isolation. Hey. No, okay. <laughs> All right. When you're in space, that's the thing that can get you the most. Yeah. Sadness. Did you ever want to go to space? No. Yeah. Like, gen genuinely, like, they were like, because we're like astronauts or they want to be astronauts. I was like, yeah. 
That that sounds hard. That's not like not even just hard. Just like we don't know. That's scary. We don't know what's up there. Why do you want to go there? It's like people who want to go on boats. Why? I don't understand. <laughs> it's different. Why? Why do you want to be all up in that space? I don't. Is the answer. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't have any dreams of being an astronaut. I used to tell people I wanted to be a ninja or an an assassin mm-hmm. slash international spy. Usual jobs. Of children. Yeah. I didn't want to do space because I thought it was kind of boring. Like I don't really. I didn't really like science. But I did do this, like, report where it was, like, what would have to happen to make planets inhabitable? And I picked Neptune because I thought it looked pretty. (laughs) And then... You can't live there, probably. You can't. It was pretty much just, like, you'd have to be in a dome where you change everything for people to be there. And that's what we learned. But that was the only thing that was, like, middle school. Um, I always thought stars were pretty. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I never had a... I don't think that the moon landing is a hoax. I'm going to go with that because it would be way more trouble to to make a hoax than actually to put us out there. So, yeah. Um, I don't like 2001 A Space Odyssey <laughs> as a film person. So that's kind of like... But Alien was fun. I had fun. And that's kind of like, like what... Aliens, but I was never like, I want to go out there. If they come here, that's totally cool. We'll be friends. Or if they don't eat us and murder us and give us their space diseases. But like... Inevitable. I'm just saying, I'm not trying to, like, find it, though. Yeah. So, in my research, there was a really ridiculously, almost, like, scary fun fact about uh, when Neil Armstrong... Neil Armstrong was the first man to land on the moon, right? Yeah. All right, cool. We'll put his foot on it. Yeah, cool. So, he gets up there, and there's, like, two minutes of lost voice Uh footage, apparently. Yeah. And, like, apparently there are sources that say that this is actually what happened, but he, like, has not talked about it since. Because apparently America's real hush-hush on, uh, you know. Okay, what is it that he said? So he gets up there and he's like, there's other spaceships here. They're watching us or something. It was like, there's another spacecraft here. It's amazing. They're watching us. They're watching us like land, essentially. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds crazy. It does sound crazy, but it was in a YouTube video I watched, and that's a fun fact about YouTube. It's <laughs> uh, a fun fact from, it, I'm pretty sure this is not real, but if it is, it's funny, where it was like Neil Armstrong, where like he would say fun facts or like experiences from the moon, and then when people would just look at him, he'd be like, yeah, you had to be there. <laughs> just like no, 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 no one's there. It's just him. It's just he so, said they were watching him, so yeah. And then he was told to go fun. hush hush. Okay, that's cray cray. need some space right now let's go up in a spaceship and run away from all the people <laughs> don't do that but be together powerful. in that small little box forever drifting endlessly love <laughs> <laughs> you're so creepy and no one knows that this is what you are it's great it makes me happy <laughs> so i like to creep you out it's fun there so according to nasa there's five things that are hazardous in space flight that could cause your death. Tell me about it. <laughs> so the five hazards um, that you will encounter if you're in space. Number one is radiation. Makes sense. Yeah. So space <clears throat> radiation is, is very dangerous because it is invisible. Mm. You don't know that it's happening to you. And then you're all baked. And come back and none of your parts work. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like a very serious, sad thing. But yes, it is a real <laughs> where, yeah. Yeah. You get all radiated and you come back and then you find out you have like problems. Yeah, it's very dangerous. It makes you think of annihilation a little mm. bit. The number two, which is I think is interesting that it's it's number two listed here in NASA is isolation and confinement. Mm-hmm. which is what we're going to dive in more in depth for cat section. Yes. But essentially, if you were stuck on a ship and you were squished together 
with people. These are your professional equals, but we listen. We have coworkers. We all have coworkers, and we love them dearly. And some of them we loathed. Uh, yeah. Imagine you were in like your home, and you have the rest of your coworkers who are also in your home there with you. Also, the food sucks. The food is dried up, fake people toy food, and. You're stuck there with your least favorite coworker who's right there in confined space with you. You're bound to go a little crazy. Yeah, or just be like generally like unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and it's like any like if you were not like a really focused adult person who's just like, I'm doing my job. Like even that's gonna grind on you, right? You can't have really any like like aspirations well, yeah it's like at least it makes you lose your motivation like you're not like excited to do your job because it's the same thing was, or i'm not saying this is what happens to all astronauts yeah but like this can happen if you're just doing the same thing every single day mm-hmm. and you're not having like exciting food or like anything different like the things that were luxuries essentially from being a basic human on planet earth you no longer have those yeah you or have even just like a small limited a sunrise thing. like you don't have yeah. like a concept of day Mm-hmm. You know, so like even if like what you're seeing, like if you're isolated underground, right, and you can't tell what time of day, it just throws off your entire like your body just isn't built for that. So mm-hmm. if you're up in space, you're doing that. You're not eat, like you're getting nutrition, sure, but like it isn't satisfying anything. It's not necessarily fresh food either. Yeah, and honestly, even if it's like someone that you just even mildly don't enjoy, like it's exacerbated by being stuck with that person in such an enclosed space. And mm-hmm. it just like drives you crazy. You kind of feel alone. Um, and it's monotonous after a while, yeah. unfortunately. But I mean, they try to do things. They try to spice it up. They do some fun stuff now on the ISS. <laughs> uh, number three is distance from Earth. So when you're in space, <clears throat> yeah, that's really far away. Yeah. That's very far. That's yeah. not like... Oh, I got a flat tire. Can you please pick me up? Tow truck. Or, oh, I'm under the water just waiting for a boat to come by. Like, it's like even you're dead that, now. Yeah. You're just <laughs> There's out no backup. There. Yeah. There's there's no one coming. Like, once these people are done, who do you have? You, you, don't, you don't. So if you're out there, anything goes wrong, you don't get a rescue mission. It also takes a very long time for resources to get to you as well. And there's really no telling what the resources when they get to you are going to find like what condition people are going to be in if it's Mm -hmm. something drastic. Right. Um, it's just, yeah. Like you think about, you see those films all the time where it's like, where they're going to do like intense space travel for like years, Mm -hmm. like light years or whatever. Um, and it's just this idea that like, they're going to be in like cryogenic sleep. Uh, and then it's essentially going to be like their, their children's children who will really, get an opportunity to do things yeah. in the new world. Right? They'll never actually get to like their world is gone. Yeah. You have to have people who like don't really have a lot of connections to other people in this situation. Yeah. yeah. And that like you're like like you're you're sacrificing your life if you're doing that kind of travel, right? If we ever mm-hmm. get to that, you are. You're you're sacrificing your life to like give a new life. Kind, yeah. yeah. Like cuz we don't have there is no planet B. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was uh, as much as we like to act like there is. Yeah. It was Earth Day the other day, so think <laughs> about it. Number four is gravity, or, well, the lack of that. Mm-hmm. There is none. That's the whole thing. Yep. There's no gravity. So that does stuff to your bones and your muscles and to your brain and your body altogether. It's atrophy. Just, yeah. It is designed to be on Earth where we have gravity that's we're constantly fighting against. So our muscles are always being used, even if you don't think it. Um, flat earthers. And <laughs> <laughs> um, in space, you don't have that. So um, your muscles weaken and you like your yeah, your body just isn't used to that. So coming back is really difficult to like reacclimate to yeah. the conditions of what because you're not used Earth to is. gravity anymore and like the biggest thing is like astronauts will like exercise at least two hours a day mm-hmm. every day because like they need to maintain some sort of muscle mass but like losing muscle and like bo- like the shaping of your bones is guaranteed 
Yeah. Like, that's just something you have signed up for now. Yeah, I think <laughs> they said they had, like, osteoporosis. And, mm-hmm. and, and the thing is, like, we really haven't been traveling in space for a long enough time to know fully the effects. And we haven't had people hanging out there as much. Like, we can yeah. assume and we can predict based on what we're seeing from people coming back. But having people out there for a prolonged amount of time, we don't really have anything to go off of, of like, solid evidence. Because it, yeah. it's still pretty new. As much as we want Xenon to exist, <laughs> it hasn't. It's not real. That's not a thing that happened. Gorilla, the 21st, it's 21st century. We're zoom, here. Zoom, zoom, Make that heart go boom, boom. boom. My supernova <laughs> girl. It's yeah. a great movie. Um, but that's not real. So here we are. Yeah. So uh, number five <laughs> is hostile and closed environments. Uh, so you're not... You know, you're not on a planet when you're in space. Usually. You're not going to be like the moon doesn't have trees and plants in the world and gravity in the way that we need it to be. And when you're on a spaceship, that's not a planet. That's not a habitat. That's not a place for people. It is a cage. It is a vehicle you're just driving around in. It is not not designed for prolonged living yourself in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's like, you know how cramped up you feel when you're driving? Like if you do a long distance trip, yeah, you're just driving for several hours. Mm-hmm. As someone who's done many nine plus hour trips throughout my life, it's the worst. Yeah, and your legs just hurt. Like you have to stretch and all that stuff. And it's like, imagine if just gravity wasn't a thing. <laughs> no. It's just like, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. And what's interesting is I think it's, I don't know if it's a thing. It's just like where they can add the gravity in to the spaceship is that real because that's in a lot of movies and i don't know if it's real i think do they just float up around up there they do float i don't know if there's a way to make gravity i'm not knowledgeable in that okay i'm sorry i'm just curious i'm sorry to let you down um (laughs) well so those are like the the five main things that happen when you're out in space to be worried about that NASA acknowledges, like, this is dangerous, beware. Um, Another big danger, so we have the spaceship that's protecting you, and God forbid anything happens, right? Yeah. But also, like, you can't just, like, frolic around naked up in space because... (laughs) What? You can't do it. You have to wear clothes, specifically a spacesuit. Because you know what happens, Kat, when you're in space without a spacesuit? Tell me. I'm going to tell you. This is from uh, Business Insider, and it is how long human, a human survivor... No, what? How long someone can survive in outer space without a spacesuit? <laughs> it's, it's a very weird link. Um, however, here's what they said. Uh, one, if you are out in space without a spacesuit, you know what you should do? What? You should not hold your breath. That was confusing. I know. That's what this says. Don't hold your breath. (laughs) Yeah. You know why? Because the vacuum of space will pull the air from your body. Ah. So if there's air left in your lungs, they will rupture. Lovely. Yeah. Oxygen in the rest of your body will also expand. You'll balloon up to twice your normal size, but you won't explode. (laughs) Oh, good. Your skin is elastic enough to hold you together. Nice. Any exposed liquid on your body will begin to vaporize. Woo! That sounds fun. So the surface of your tongue and your eyes will boil. Wow. Without air in your lungs, blood will stop sending oxygen to your brain. And you'll pass out in about 15 seconds. That's a nice amount of time to quickly pass out. Thank God for small miracles. 90 (laughs) seconds after exposure, you'll die from asphyxiation. Thank you again. Yeah, I mean, if my eyes are boiling out my body, I feel like that's a pretty nice, quick way to go. Fun fact, it's also very cold in space. You'll eventually freeze solid. And then, depending on where you are in space, this will take about 12 to 26 hours. But if you're close to a star, you'll be burned to a crisp. Excellent. So either freeze to death or burn to a crisp. Either way, your body will remain that way for a very long time. Until gut bacteria... You heard that, correct? Gut bacteria, bacteria in your guts. Nice. We'll start to eat you from the inside out, <laughs> but not for very long. So you will just decompose very slowly. Cool. You could be floating in space unchanged for millions of years. 
And who knows? Maybe an advanced alien race will discover you. It's my dreams. It's what you want, guys. <laughs> you just are... Go out in space and just be like, stripping for the aliens. <laughs> Take yeah. your clothes off oops, real oops, slow. So you got to be careful because, like, once you do do your arm, you want to do your arms probably second to last to your head. No. Wait, what? Because you got, like, 15 seconds. So it's the fastest strip tease I ever was. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be hot for all of three seconds. It's just a it's strip. It's a strip. <laughs> Period death. Get breakaway pants. <laughs> Space. Breakaway spacesuit. And then you reveal your diaper to the world. The aliens are really into this for some reason. But what really gets them going is the fact that your body expands and blows up like a balloon. We love While that. your eyes and your jaw are just like disintegrating. That's how much you're really cold. Yeah. It's such a pleasurable experience all It's around. a really like fun, confusing contrast. <laughs> that your eyes and your tongue will boil. Yeah. But then everything's really cold. So what? But it, apparently. That's but space is fun. Is. Let's keep putting people up there. This is fun. Yeah. So I think we should just stop messing up this planet. Because, <laughs> yeah. We can't do it, man. We don't, one, we don't have enough spacesuits space for everyone up there because there was uh, supposed to be an all-female crew to Mars. That was the plan. And the reason why it was all females, one, they knew it had to be all one gender because they didn't want there to even remotely be a chance that there would be sexual intercourse that could result in pregnancy. There could be gay sex. There could be lesbian sex. That's fine because you're not getting pregnant. And it's fine. But we don't know what a ba- what would happen to a baby in space. And yeah. we're not ready to conduct that experiment. It's not ethical yeah. in any way. So they were like, all right. And then they settled on, on all women crew because they thought, well, women are a little better about, like, if you're out there in space for a prolonged period of time, they won't have any issues getting along. And respecting authority amongst each other. We just happen to work together <laughs> a little better. Despite the long-assumed thing that we'll... We're just bickering. We'll get our time and murder each other. Yep. That's not what happens. That's not We happen. generally operate very peacefully yeah, with other decent. people. And so scientists have discovered that and have concluded that. So they had a whole team of women getting ready. They were so ready, Kat. They were like... Geared up, they did all the science, they did all the exercising, they were prepared mentally, physically, they're going to go to Mars, we're going to do this, we're going to make this happen, and then it's like a week before, we're about to launch, and they go, hold on, uh, we don't have the proper size spacesuits for tiny women. We're only built for men. So... Er, stop and it's like why can't why are we why can't we like make them? Why can't yeah, we? that's where I'm like really <laughs> confused because like, it's like... Then make Can we ones alter that them? do fit? Like, I I don't know. But I don't think that's the, a reason to just not do it. That was the, the reason I was floating around. Uh, and now there's not women floating around in space to get to Mars. So, But people do go to space, and that's a thing. So we've been trying, or now I have, I, we, I say, as if I have been a part of the effort. <laughs> I have been talking with NASA, let me tell you. Um, And we've been working real hard on making sure that people feel as isolated in space. That's nice. Yeah. (laughs) I've been doing a lot of side work for the ghouls. I didn't tell you. Um, But yeah. so (laughs) Do not go to space. You can't even do stuff here. You don't... I'm just Maybe trying to be real. Maybe they'll give me real. cool robot parts, and I'll be a robot in space, and it'll be like the Love Doesn't Robots, but I'm they not They can't afford gonna... a suit. That's <laughs> They can't true. make a suit for a woman. They're well, not going to make, make you make robot animal. lungs. Right. <laughs> Fine. Well, they can't explode if they're robotic. <laughs> Game. <laughs> no, why don't you tell NASA? But yeah, so in real, real world things, um, NASA is has been attempting to uh, conquer the challenge of isolation in space um, through their human research program. And essentially what they've been doing is trying to figure out a way to make like being up in a tiny box in the vast nothingness of space less depressing. So 
you know, they're working on better living conditions, ways to like, when they select astronauts, they try to really make sure that those people are the most emotionally resilient people so that they're not going up there with like, so you probably kind of want go like kill a people. sociopath. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you wouldn't want someone who's especially emotional like or, like, reactive. Yeah. You would want someone who's a little more robotic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so they're trying They're trying to come up with ways to, like, make it more comfortable up there. So And, like, ways to really analyze, like, the dangers of space and how to combat those. So, like, if you have, like, radiation and you have, like, the effects of gravity or the lack thereof, and they're trying to, like, find ways to combat that so that longer space travel can be a thing. So essentially, they've been starting, as you said, to do the Mars selectees. Mm -hmm. And what's been really tough about that is, one, that they're, like, being way more selective about who they choose to go to Mars. Yeah. Um, But then also they are still working out how to, like, make sure that everything that they're sending up there is, like, top quality. That they know how to, like, be their own plumbers. That they know how to, like, fix everything on the spaceship. Because, like, quality of life is a big component of, like, such a long journey in a tiny box. Astronauts specifically because of the fact that they're, if not isolated by themselves up in space, they're with, like, one or two other people, maybe just, like, a small team, and that's, like, the only people that they end up interacting with for extended periods of time. They better be chill. And I mean, one way that they help combat that is that they have uh, somewhat frequent radio communications with, like, uh, with, like, (laughs) I think they call it Tucson? Yeah. Yeah. Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, so Houston, you know, they'll try to, like, have people from Earth, like, actively communicating with the people on the space station to make sure that, like, they still have those, like, connections, know what's happening. You don't feel, like, that disconnect from your home trying to like improve the quality of like food and like basically just general living conditions so that it's a little less one isolating but then also just like the natural things that would depress people because they're not in their regular space it's like people get sad like moving to a place that rains more like we're very sensitive yeah it's just in the winter we're all together sad with one another and you're like yeah if you're trapped in there with other people like Whatever their mood is, is going to affect you in some way. Yeah. And it's, you just, (laughs) they got to make it kind of nice. So I actually read that what they do to prepare astronauts for the long journey of space is that they'll go on expeditions on Earth with fellow astronauts for long durations where they get used to this notion that the most in people right now are the few people who they're with. Um, And they go down in the oceans. To where does it say it? They go down in the ocean basically on Nemo, which is a space analog mission. It's a little fish. But it's an undersea research station, essentially. So they do the opposite scary thing of the dark, dark mystery place. Yeah, they do the one we have here, which we're also not designed to be in. Like if you're in a submarine, it's just like if you were in a spaceship. If one thing goes wrong, and the water comes in there, or like the pressure gets too much, boom, mm-hmm. you're dead. So, yeah, you know, Can just like stop? really chill stuff. Yeah. Eyes boiling, so lungs fun. rupturing. Yay. It's totally cool, guys. But yeah, so it's like sad sometimes. And trying, to, <laughs> <laughs> trying to combat it yeah. with like positive stuff to yeah. make it just like. Not just sending them in there blind. Yeah. That's nice. Like, what? But they said that the space, the, the astronauts that are, like, on a mission for Mars in 2015, they were talking about, like, the size of the thing. Um, it's roughly the interior of a 17-foot-long moving truck is the size of the space that they would be living in together. That's so small. Just think, like, honestly, like, your least favorite coworker. You are that close to them. Yeah. Every day for like maybe years. That's exa- that's definitely another reason why you can't have have male and female on there. Could you imagine if you had like one There would be murder. There would be straight up murder. Like you're out there, you're trying to fit you're trying to screw in this thing and he's like, no, that's not how you do that. It's like <laughs> 
Ah, excuse me. Do you want to learn what happens if you do not have a spacesuit on in space? Because you're about to find out. We're not allowed to go to space. <laughs> yeah, we're not I'm the cal- oh, I, I'm kind of calm, but you're not the calm one, Gabe. Oh, no, murder. You don't get to go. There's no way. Could you imagine you if I was to next go. to someone in space and they were chewing really loudly? <laughs> Like, hey, can you help me? Um, <laughs> there's a latch over here. I can't figure... Bye. What happened to Jim? He was the pilot of ours. I, you know what? Who's up for learning how to pilot? Who's up for getting their pilot's license? Because here we go. And you know, fun fact, we're in space. There's no back... There, no, one, no one's coming back after Jim. There's, <laughs> no. there's no second Jim. Maybe there's a You manual. have to be Jim now. <laughs> You're the new Jim. Karen. <laughs> the new Jim. Look at me. I'm the gym now. (laughs) I am gym. Yeah, there's no way. Also, I just don't have any applicable skills. What do I do up there? Be funny? Uh, I'm the entertainment. That'd be terrible. But it's like, I wouldn't even... There's, like, what would I do? Like, it would have to have been an accident. Like, I thought I was getting on, like, one of the SEPTA buses. And then I ended up... (laughs) How do you end up in space? Who knows? Listen, stranger things have happened. Okay. (laughs) I need you to space. tell me those stories because I've missed those. <laughs> well, I don't we don't have time. We're all out of time for this one. Okay. training before you got here and we've been here for 10 minutes that was another dimension me (laughs) this me doesn't know why she's here and she's very upset and she's gonna open this door and we just need some air the other me is on earth i just need a new breath fresh air if i could not air open this patch please there's no air (laughs) i would be dead yeah and then you'd murder everybody it'd be bad i would do like a suicide so we watched well, on that. <laughs> we watched Jesus. some things. Yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> besides the fact that I just wouldn't, space is not a place for game. Uh, <laughs> in no way, or cat. I think out of all the places, like it would suck, right? All these other places would suck. Yeah. But we could, we could, in some way, make it out, right? Like underground, yeah. we would have made it underwater okay you say we're gonna make it so i'm just gonna agree with yeah you. i think we could like i think like if we were teamwork in it yeah you're not leaving me there no i'm your last grip to sanity <laughs> yes inside all that like we would be fine but space yeah. both of us there's no way like we're just not fit for that yeah like both physically and mentally yeah in any way that you could be good in space we're not our bodies aren't made for it our minds aren't made for it we're barely we, made for here. If we got combined into one person <laughs> and maybe both of our knees improved slightly, <laughs> we might be chill. Because like, I'm pretty chill. If we were combined into one person and then another more physically abled person was also combined to us. Yeah. Then, then we're we'd good. Be set. That's why I'm saying make us robots. All right. <laughs> okay. We talk, We watched Gravity. We watched Gravity. We sure did. It was made in 2013. Two astronauts work together to survive after an accident leaves them stranded in space. 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 <laughs> and George Clooney. Uh, fun fact, Gabe uh, gets Sandra Bullock and Julia Roberts mixed up. I don't, I can't tell you why. <laughs> they are so different. I understand looking. this and I hear this every single time, but you can't, like, I can't put them in the same room for me. Someone just put, if someone has connections to Sandra Bullock <laughs> and Julia Roberts, can you please, like, contact me? We'll all get together. We'll be friends. But I can't for the life of me figure out which one's which. One of them is in this movie. <laughs> one of no. those women is there. It's not one. <laughs> one of those is Sandra here. Bullock is in this movie. She's there. And you see her legs with a George lot. Clooney. With George Clooney, he was great. He was. It was interesting because he was still like charming, but he's also like in a giant suit. So it's like he was just working on wit alone, yeah. which is nice. And he was like playing like a normal person. Yeah, telling stories, being cool. Yeah, it did 
though feel like if it were like it just just feel like George Clooney in space. I completely agree. I was <laughs> just like, like oh, oh, hey, no. George Clooney's up here. Yeah, what is he doing? <laughs> uh, so this movie is really beautiful. Um, it also, when I first watched it, I watched it in theaters, probably like IMAX or something, because I'm awful to myself. And <laughs> the whole movie is like, because it's space, it's like silent and stuff. But the whole movie is really just standard, but like uh, hyperventilating, reasonably so. Yeah. Uh, and it's super triggering for anyone who has anxiety and empathy. Because <laughs> I was like, can you breathe for a second? You're hurting us. <laughs> can you just like, can you please calm down? Why are you doing this to us? I'm not even in space. Can you please help me? Sandra, get it together. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm not doing <laughs> makes sense uh so i was like kind of the first time i watched it i was like a little dizzy because i couldn't breathe but it was like it was it's so scary in this very raw form right because it's just she like a stuff happens there's debris because of a the russian space station projectile debris yes (laughs) Any, it's in the space. It's coming all around town and fo- messing up your day. <laughs> yeah, it came around and it just messes everything up. And murders a bunch of things. Yeah, and then she's like swinging around. It's really cool in 3D because she's like, everything's coming at you and stuff. But she's swinging around and then she unhooks herself from the one thing that was like keeping her together. And it flings her off into space. <laughs> and it's like the worst thing that could And the whole, that it's like 20 minutes of her hyperventilating while she's like spinning around. Yeah, because she, like, can't get her bearings. She has no idea what's yeah. happening. Yeah, and he's even, like, like, tell me where you are. And she's like, I don't, I'm in space. <laughs> first. Guys, first off, I'm in news. space. This just said, I'm in space. I'm spinning <laughs> into the endless nothingness of space. This is Sandra Bullock, not <laughs> Julia Roberts, spinning through space forever. George, listen. <laughs> George, listen, you beautiful, you beautiful man. I see stars. Does that help? I don't know which one it is. Maybe it's the bear one. What are the, what are the stars? There's dippers over there. I don't know. Okay, there's like the guy who is. I can't even I can't even it. tell you that when I'm on Earth, I couldn't tell you what constellation it is. And he's like, what? he's like, where are you? I was like, in darkness. What do you mean? Where am I? I'm you were spinning. there. Yes. I'm spinning. Me and Sandra had a con- connection at that point. Okay, we were both dying. I don't even know who she is. I, at that moment, I understood her on levels that I've never understood anyone else. Oh wow. <laughs> Eventually, she does slow down and she does work to get it together yeah but the whole time it's just her like (laughs) this woman who's not supposed to be in space like she shouldn't have been there because she even admits like she failed the one test like every single time she never got it right it was like why you let anyone who fails go up here like because she was like a big scientist but it's definitely she didn't have like they should have waited probably a minute Yes. For her to be able to go up until she, like, started she to got do better. It. And the thing is, like, this, the logic to me was the same as when, what is it, like, Sunshine or whatever, where they, instead of teaching astronauts who are equipped to be in space how to drill, like, how to learn how to drill things so, that, so they can fix, like, reanimate the sun or whatever, they instead take a short amount of time to train a bunch of drill people, people who work on like the big drills in the ocean and just send them to space. And it's like, that is so backwards that it, like you just send up the astronauts with like a manual on how to work a drill. You can't physically make these people capable who are just used to just regular air in space, like not space. <laughs> yeah. And not like, and then added pressure. It's the entire world is in your hands. Like that's what I don't get. Like I get, she's like this super great scientist and she has to be up there. Yada, yada, yada. It's like, but why can't, why is that faster? And then it sucks that she's the only one, you know, that really like, yeah. Cause she wasn't like, she shouldn't have been there. <laughs> Honestly, George would have been fine. If she hadn't gone flying off, they would have mm-hmm. figured it out and they would have gotten to where they needed. He, he wouldn't would've... have wasted his like juice, his little like yeah. push, push, uh, spacesuit times. 
That one guy would have been dead though, because debris just went straight through his head. Because it's yeah. fast. It's like like a speeding bullet, but it's like debris from a space station coming large, at you. Trying to murder you. Yeah. And so the whole journey is her trying to get to different space stations and trying to get home, ultimately. Yeah. But it's very dangerous because you can't just like walk over there. <laughs> you yeah, can't just be no. like, do, 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 do. You sure can't. Uh, which way are you heading? Oh, uh, just uh, the Chinese space station uh, down the way. Oh, good. I'll, I'm, o- I'm only going to the Russian one, but uh, you can make your way after that. What's funny is, um, so in the movie, they showed them at the same altitude, so that it was like easier for her to see them. But yeah. in the real world, uh, they're all at different altitudes. Yeah, so I'm sure. It way harder to spot for afar. <laughs> the opening scene from uh, establishing view of Earth to Dr. Stone detaching from the structure is a single continuous shot lasting about 12 and a half minutes yeah i love cool i love long shots one of the top (laughs) ones is children of men i want to see that movie because i read the book and i really want to see it's yeah it's got really great cinematography that's a good one uh yeah it's because it's so long there's just so much happening and we're just like getting the full expanse of the expanse which is also a space show fun fact about the debris situation so that's not something that's technically at least from what i researched happened yet Mm -hmm. um but the it's based in like something that's a very real possibility uh the scenario is known as the kessler syndrome named after nasa scientist donald j kessler who first proposed the theory in 1978 uh basically saying that an object the size of an international space station would trigger a catastrophic chain reaction of debris that would Make it like orbit essentially, yeah, the Earth, and make it on like you're not able to send anything into space for at least like a few decades. Yeah, I mean there is space debris already. Like it, there already is trash up there because like anything breaks, it just starts going, but not to the extent that there is, right? Mm-hmm. But already there's like waste up there that it just goes forever. It just circles us forever. Mm-hmm. We're gonna end up with like a ring like Saturn, but of trash. Of broken Dope. people and frozen bodies uh, <laughs> and items. But also um, interesting about this film was that originally the director wanted um, Selma Hayek to play Dr. Ryan Stone. Yeah. Which was Sanders' character. Uh, I can tell those two apart very well. But <laughs> the reason why they didn't was that the studio refused, saying that no one would believe a Mexican astronaut. Which is... Really rude. It I is want to say so a curse rude. word and you can't. It's, but it's the worst. It is <laughs> it's so rude. Um, that's like what? Yes, there can. There also, can it's like anybody. People. Also, yes. Astronauts. Space. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I would believe Sama Hayek is an astronaut. Absolutely. 100%. And it's, like, it's even just separating from, like, Mexican, right? Even if you're saying, like, Mexican-American, like, because that's what she is. She's Mexican-American. Like, what are you saying? Because that, even that is different. Because now we're not just being, like, xenophobic, right? We're not just being, like, yeah. ra- that kind of racist. We're being racist even just, like, as an American. It's, like, you could go to the same schools as a white astronaut in America. And because you're brown, we can't. What are you saying? Yeah. What is happening here? You're going around. You're you're doing films just like Sandra Bullock. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> like, don't even get my. What do you out. mean? Yeah, that's wild. I mean, I thought it was really great. One, I always have an affinity for women with dude names like myself. So mm-hmm. her being Ryan was really nice, and they did that whole thing. Why is Ryan? That's weird. And she's like, Dad wanted a boy. I hate that answer. Yeah. So maybe just like, maybe just wanted Ryan. a cool name. Yeah. But yeah, I, so like, even there, I was like, it's cool that we're centered around a woman, but she was like, kind of the worst the whole time. Well, yeah, she just wasn't prepared to be in space. And I don't think really anyone is necessarily prepared to be in space. Yeah. But like, she definitely wasn't emotionally, physically or otherwise like ready to be up there. And her motivation for like taking this on was because her, spoilers, her child died. Yeah. And... I'm not saying it's like a bad reason to want to be an astronaut or like go up into space, but like I feel it's like if you're gonna, you shouldn't be running with your problems, yeah, and like rushing away from things you know how to do to go do stuff you don't know how to do. Yeah, it definitely 
Yeah. And it wasn't like she was there to spice it up because she was just doing it. She was just doing the job. It's like you'd be more prone to the sadness and the depression and like you have nothing to live for. So if things got bad, yeah, you have like, nothing what's to, keep your you going. Yeah. to keep you going. And she really didn't have like even in the end, I didn't kind of believe that she would go back. Yeah. Like so there's like this whole arc that apparently George Clooney actually wrote in. Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alfonso um, just, like, couldn't figure out exactly what he wanted to do there, which, <laughs> listen, we've all been there <laughs> um, when you have a script, especially one as beautiful as this. And uh, George actually wrote it. He wrote the scene where his character comes back in. And I remember being in the theater and she's like, so she was going to kill herself because why? Like, it totally made sense to me. Like, she couldn't yeah. figure out. She doesn't know how to land. Things weren't working. She's been through so much. So why not just let yourself fade into nothingness by, like, like depleting the oxygen? Yeah. And so she, as she's doing that through this hallucination, uh, the door <laughs> opens for a second, which she would have instantly been dead. Uh, and he comes in and he's like, hey. Talking her through Yeah, he it, talks yeah. her. Kind of the same way with Gerald's game, where it was like, this version of someone telling you something that you already knew in your subconscious yeah and using like a story like it's a good visual medium to like uh describe what you would be doing if you were like what how do i get out of this <laughs> this mess yeah it was really interesting for sure and it's it's i guess the whole thing kind of sucked in the way that george would just he knew what he was doing why he did why did he, he try sacrif- so badly to help sacrifice himself for um but i guess it's just because you're trying to be a good person but yeah i thought that was really cool that like he wrote that part into the yeah script. i also thought it was a really cool part like it was definitely unbelievable like when it's happening oh, like, i was like she is hallucinating i was like yeah 100 percent. she'd be dead especially because we watch all of these isolation movies and they always hallucinate yeah when you're no, isolated and you're out there and you're it's impending death you are hallucinating that's uh, pretty much it's just like a mind Every, coping all mechanism but one for isolation. Movie, all but one had hallucinations. Yeah. I mean, but it's just like a token symptom of what's happening to you. Like yeah, you, your brain. Your brain is trying to cope with like feeling like it's shutting down. Yeah. She doesn't kill herself. She could have, and it would have been fine. Like the way that she did it. But there are rumors that there's different ways to do that. So there's a long time rumor that claims that NASA provides suicide pills. Uh, to astronauts for worst case scenarios, uh, NASA has denied this for decades. But some people have said that it would be easier or more comfortable to reduce oxygen in the chamber as depicted in the film. So it's actually like, if that were to happen in space, what Sandra was doing yeah, is a realistic way of doing that. Because if you don't have those pills and you're not trying to be up there anymore, then yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, but we also know that it only takes 15 seconds. So, let your, yeah, let your oxygen out. Anyway, but yeah, it's like with, yeah, it makes me think of like the whole like Russian, like during the Cold War when they'd have spies and if they got caught, they had like the cyanide pills or whatever. Yeah. Like that, like if you were out there. But like imagine you just do it prematurely and then George Clooney shows up like, really? <laughs> I was right here. Cause I she, let I feel you like, live for me. Yeah, because if she, if... Ryan, Dr. Ryan had suicide pills. She would have been dead, like, when she was spinning. <laughs> she would have already been gone the second How that she, she went How would she even take it, though? She can't take her thing off. It would probably have been, like, some form that would make it easy for you to get lick to it. Lick your chin. <laughs> if you can lick your elbow. <laughs> I it. just wanted to... <laughs> I want to go. Yeah, <laughs> like you don't. Flexible. You can't move your arms inside of there, though. So it's like, how are you taking it? There's a screen. Yeah, you're hitting no, yourself. She would the figure face. it out. She would, but if she had the option, she would have been done already. Yeah, she would. I don't blame her. <laughs> the second I got up there, <laughs> I feel like I gotta go. <laughs> I can't be here. <laughs> Why am I here? It's like a fish keeps hitting their head against like the the glass. No, where's the where's Earth? Where's the trees? How I live? There's no situation where you're taken to space against your will. So sorry, goodness. Listen, aliens, if you're out there, (laughs) not me, man, not me. I'm not one of those people who like. Let me dive in and find out what happened to me. I don't just like if you're gonna take me, you need to knock me out, and I need to not remember. Yeah, that's really cool. I can't be one of the chosen ones. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. 
Um, um, yeah. So uh, when Ryan removes her spacesuit uh, in the film, she's only wearing like a tank top and underwear. But in real space, they wear like adult diapers during space walks. So. Yeah. Unrealistic. Put Sandra in a diaper. That would great. Because she's like, there's a lot of scenes of just like her very long legs. She looks great. She was very fit for that. Yeah, um, they were saying it was a lot of like, uh, like life and creation. Because she's in the fetal position. Yes. And I like, noticed yeah. that. She's definitely in the fetal position and it looks like she's like in a, a sack yeah. of fluids for baby times. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like the turn too, because that's when she like calls to him and she's asking him for his location. Like it's it's definitely a turn for her character. Um, for true. For true. <laughs> yeah. And then she, at some point she uses like a, a fire extinguisher to propel herself, but that would not work because it's not something you can really control. Yeah. So like you would have to do a very specific way, but essentially... Doing it more than like once would make you spin violently. Yeah. Through space. Like, yeah, like in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which is like, it's crazy because so there's an episode of Love, Death and Robots, which I can't. Oh, it's called um, Need a Hand. Excellent. Yeah, which is very punny. Uh, where it's essentially the same movie, but it's an animated short where a woman is working on her ship. Uh, she's like Irish or something and a screw comes loose and that causes catastrophe and everything and her to be dislodged from the base. And she's like yeah. literally right there. Like if you were on earth, you would just walk there and take you two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, but she is in space, so it's not that way. Um, and so in order to try to project herself, push herself, she uses the momentum of pulling off her sleeve of her, um suit which exposes her arm so then it frosts over and she throws it which then that force pushes her back towards the station and she misses so then she spoiler alert it's a short film (laughs) just watch it if you care uh it she rips off her frozen arm which is also not possible but this is a cartoon and it, yeah, it would have took longer or so. Yeah. Um, and she was running out of air. But she rips off her arm and then she throws it and then she does get where she needs to go. And then the guy's like, you still need a hand? Um, which is fun. It's fun was what, was, is what that is. Yeah. Yeah, there's it's a lot of great. movies out there. but we, And we've watched plenty. We've yeah, played games. Handfuls. Dead Space and others. We did watch Dead Space. It was fun. It was scary. Yeah. And uh, which was great for the time. I remember it just being all the rage. Um, So if you want to get scared in space, Dead Space is definitely the thing to do that. Um, It's like Silent Hill, but you're in space. So it's also scary. But you also get to play cool like zero G like projection and stuff, which is cool. Um, And there's like conspiracies and you're hallucinating and what's real. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, so just watch space stuff and just learn from your mistakes, Sandra. Salma Hayek can definitely be an astronaut is is totally believable. Duh. Yes. How dare you? That's if you like it. Mm -hmm. If you don't like it, it's it's send Gabe to space because... Campaign for Gabe to go to space. (laughs) Sounds like the word. Why would you do that? If Salma Hayek (laughs) can be an astronaut, Gabe, so can you. Those are different... I'm not in any way Salma Hayek. (laughs) I understand that, but... You can go to space. Salma Hayek, not even playing like a character, just Salma Hayek as herself would fare so much better in space than I would. It's just not, no, I can't, no, I'm I'm just saying it it would be believable if you went to space as well. It would have to be like a situation where I did something really bad and you're punishing me. <laughs> like that's the that's only... not why they send people to space. I know, but that's the only reason why I would be there. There's no other reason. Okay. Like even if this Earth is dying, you just and it's stay like, on the dying Earth. Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna float this one out, guys. I'm just gonna I'll chill here. I'll you know 
keep this Y'all place start chill. the new life. We'll be here. Yeah, I'll just go I'll ride this one out. Me and Earth, we've been OG. She's been here since the beginning. I've been here since my beginning. We, you know, are in somewhat good terms. Cool. Gravity is not my friend, but we're working it out. And uh, <laughs> I'll be, I'll, it's fine. The inevitable heat death of the universe, I welcome it. All right, so <laughs> how I feel is somehow I can 100% be an astronaut. Rude. That's how you feel about isolation in space. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to do it, but I'm just saying it's like interesting. It's interesting. I enjoyed reading about it and learning about it. Also, like NASA is cool. NASA is definitely cool. Totally cool from arm's length away from me. Because, like, for me, it's definitely Gabe in space. Like, it's it's super interesting. It definitely is. But when I think about all the other places, right, thinking about all the other isolations, it's like, I can figure it out. All of those, I can figure it out. I'll underwater, be fine. Yeah. Even underwater, I'd, I'd try. There, definitely, I'm not saying I would be, in, like, perfect. But I would, be, I would fare significantly better than if I were in space. Unless maybe I was, like, in a submarine. Yeah. And that's how I feel about space. Excellent. Uh, you keep it up there. I need space from space. Okay, so how you feel about space is how I feel about the ocean. So stop putting your judgments on me. I'm just me, saying Gabe. the ocean makes a little more sense. It's right here. No. <laughs> just saying it's here. No. <laughs> um, what about for gravity? I liked it. Um, I thought it was good. That's it wasn't good. like my favorite thing. It was it was stressful, but like it was entertaining enough. I I've seen a lot of other space movies that I enjoyed a little bit more. But that's because there were aliens or like people going crazy. So I mean, it's just a different feel. This was scary in the like raw sense, I guess, and like yeah. there wasn't any impending threat other than like reality. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I generally tend to enjoy the space movies where, like, something's trying to murder you. Yeah, I I do like space movies where things are happening and it's, it's wacky. I, I exceptionally <laughs> like when we send things into space to fix something. Like, there's so many movies where it's like, explode the sun, nuke the sun, go up to the space, we gotta go to a new planet, there's a planet that's too close... There's a planet where there's an identical person that's just like you over there, but maybe they didn't make the same mistakes you did, so maybe you can switch places with them. Um, what movie is that? It's <laughs> a really good one. I think it's like The Other World or something. I'll look it up. We'll talk about it for sure. But um, this one was definitely scary, and I think that's interesting too because when you think of like a scary space movie, we think of something like the game Dead Space or you think about aliens, right? Yeah. Um, you think of this other being that's out there attacking you or even yeah. just like people getting corrupted and being crazy and killing you oh yeah like uh prometheus or something yeah or like sunshine or whatever i don't not sunshine whatever goes one crazy was, and they're yeah. going like yeah the space mind people told or me robots like the robots are doing it to you like or Killer you're robots. a clone in your moon which we didn't talk about because it's not really a horror movie it's more just like oh what's happening but this was like <laughs> this was really legitimately scary to me like yeah. and just like in general because it is like you said just like this is what would happen <laughs> you know like if you just like if you were in space your and you're flinging smell. around that's it like that's you're done there's no happy ending really like to that like usually so um i think it's really cool i enjoyed that film enough to watch it again and i would say in theaters it was really great because it was built for that it was built to be surround sound and to be really close up in your face and something yeah. big and digestible which is the same way i felt about like witch it yeah. doesn't have the same allure and like uh tension it does uh, yeah. as it did in in theaters i would I, under, I would understand that yeah so yeah um so that's all the isolation where we can come back into society now cool. we're allowed Yay. so to come back into society what we've decided to do was to go away for a whole month <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so uh, this is our isolation series. We're finishing it up. But now we're going to take a little vacation. So the ghouls are going to be off for the month of May. We're still going to be around. You can still talk to us, still reach out, um, suggest anything to us. We are still alive. We're not isolating ourselves. We're just like re 
group in. Yeah. <laughs> We're just getting our stuff together. We're um, just trying to, you know, be our best selves. Yes. Live our best lives. Nobody can stand between you and your desires. And that's the or truth. between us and ours. So, bye. <laughs> We're leaving. We'll see you for a month. Yes. So, we'll see you in June. Where we're talking about foreign horror films. Excellent. So stay tuned. Um, don't get married. Don't eat your kids. Okay, bye.